Thank you for selecting this presentation brought to you by the Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center's Media Ministry. Sit back and relax and prepare to hear God's Word. And now here's today's speaker. He said, this is what I want you to tell him. Get your foot out of your mouth. I said, what do you mean, Lord? He said, I'm speaking blessings over them. And they're speaking cursings. I'm speaking deliverance. And they're speaking bondage. I'm speaking prosperity. And they're speaking poverty. I'm speaking healing. And they're speaking disease. Go to the book of Matthew. Go to Matthew 18. You see, because we've been asking God for things. And the Father is faithful. When you ask, He releases. He loves you. This thing's in, in accordance to His will. As we know, there's written in the book of 1 John, the third chapter. Whatever we ask in accordance to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, we have the thing that we have asked of Him, the thing that we petitioned Him for. He said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. The Lord said, I'm faithful. I have released. But there's no agreement on the earth. You see, once we get our foot out of our mouths, then you can receive what God has already released. The Father's not the hold up. It's that big foot in your mouth that's the hold up. We keep saying the wrong things. Trumping the power of God. Are you with me? You see, the father is a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He's not going to come in your life and knock down your doors. You've got to agree with him. Are you with me? Matthew, the 18th chapter. Very familiar. Verse 15. Let's look at 15 through 20. The Lord says here, moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault. Uh, rather, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall hear thee, thou shalt gain thy brother. But if he uh, will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more. That in the mouth, say in the mouth, of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Words are established in the mouths of two or three witnesses in the mouth. All right? God is one. Are you the other? In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. The Lord wants to establish his word in your life. I pray you hear me. Establish his word of healing. Establish his word of deliverance. Establish his word of prosperity. Establish his word of everything going well in your life. Establish his word of blessings. In the mouth of two or three. Now, God's one. Are you going to be two? There's got to be agreement in order for his word to be established in your life. We think that uh, some people come down to the altar and just say, okay, you know, God, just knock me out. Come on, knock me out. They say, slay me under, slay me in the spirit over, or put me under power. Just, just do it. Just do it. You know, just do it. God's going to come in and he's just going to do it. 
He's just going to do it. He's just going to fix my marriage. He's going to fix my money. He's just going to fix my job situation. He's going to fix it all. He's going to fix it all. But what you doing? There must be agreement. He said it there. You've got to say it here. When he says it there, you say it here. It shall be established. Help me say this thing. When he says it there, and I say it here, it shall be established. But the problem is, he's saying it there, but we ain't saying it here. And what's happened as a result? It's not being, it's not being established. It's not being done. And then we point the finger up to God saying, Lord, why aren't you doing something? And he's pointing the finger to you saying, why aren't you doing something? Are you with me? You got to take that foot out your mouth. Put the word of God in your mouth. He says again, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Verse 17. And if he shall neglect to hear them, let it, uh, rather tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. Verse 18, we want to get here too. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be what? Bound in heaven. Look at the relationship between heaven and earth. Or in heavenly places or in earthly places. Which of you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall what? Loose on earth shall be what? Does it say shall be bound in heaven? There has to be agreement. If it's bound, he said, whatsoever you shall bind on earth, then it's bound in heaven. Loosed on earth, loosed in heaven. There's agreement. Power falls with agreement. There's no binding on earth and loosing in heaven. Loosing in heaven only happens when you loosen the earth. Binding on earth, I mean, binding in heaven, binding in earth. There must be agreement. Are you with me? Look at the next verse here. Again, I say unto you that if, how many? Two is the number of agreement. Are you with me? That if two of you shall what? Agree. Maybe we should have titled this, Can We All Just Get Along? I don't know. If two of you shall agree, where? On earth, as touching anything that they shall ask, it might be done. It's possible that it might be done. It could be done. Maybe it'll be done. He said it what? It shall be done for them. Of my Father, which is where? In heaven. Underline the word heaven there in 19. Go back up to the top of 19, where it says, excuse me, again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree where? On earth. There is the earth and heaven relationship again. Do you see this? He said if we agree, touch, agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. God said you agree and I'll release it from heaven. 
talking about intercessory prayer now. You agree with someone in prayer about God's will being done in your life. It is his will. God said, I'll do it for them. Are you with me? Intercessory prayer. But there's also a time when we must align ourselves up with the will of God in our lives. We are cut. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. We are living well beneath our privileges because we won't line up with what God says and begin to speak in agreement with what he says. We're putting our foot in our mouths. We're beginning, we are speaking, or so I say some of us, are speaking what we have instead of what we shall have. We are speaking, oh, my wife this, oh, my husband this, oh, my children that, oh, not enough money, oh, all the bills. You're speaking what you got. And you keep on getting what you got. The Bible says Abraham spoke, or God speaks those things that be not as though they were. Are you with me? Begin to speak in alignment with the will of God. Because what you say will begin to manifest in your life. Now, whether you're saved or unsaved, whether you know Jesus or you don't know Jesus, whether you're living in the kingdom of light or a kingdom of darkness, your words have power. And it can release either curses or blessings to you. This is a law just like the law of gravity. It doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, if you're Hispanic, if you're Asian. doesn't matter where you come from. I don't care if you're from the planet Pluto. It's a law. You speak it and you're going to begin to possess it. If you believe it in your heart, speak it out of your mouth, oh, you will possess it. You begin to speak poverty, doom, and gloom over your life, you'll find it. You'll possess it. Are you with me? Go to James. Very familiar scripture. Go to the book of James. James, the third chapter. James, the third chapter. Now, a lot of us can begin to say, okay, well... Since I know I'm going to possess what I begin to speak, what I begin to release, I'm going to possess it. Let me get me a, 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 get a pen and start writing down things that I ought to possess. So let me begin to speak out those things. Don't do that. Because invariably we'll write down something and start confessing something that we have no business having. And you'll get it and you wish you hadn't gotten it. Instead of confessing things of the world, confess the scripture, confess the word of God over your life, confess what he has told you. And everything else he'll add to you. Put the first part first. James, the third chapter, verse number one says, my brethren, be not many masters or teachers, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man or a mature man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Verse 3. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth, that, it may, that, uh, that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body with that bit. Then it goes on to talk about the ship. 
big old ship, but it has a small rudder. Even so, verse number five, even so, the tongue is a little member. It's a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Your tongue, with your tongue, you will turn the rudder of your life. Your life will turn in regards or turn in the direction of your speech. Let me say that again. Your life will turn in the direction of your speech. If you continue to speak doom, gloom, continue to speak death, your life will turn in that direction. Notice how uh, the tongue here in both illustrations talks about turning. The bit in the horse's mouth, bit that clamps on that horse's tongue is used to turn the horse. The rudder on a ship is used to turn the ship. By the same token, by your tongue, your tongue will turn your life. The first thing we would decide to do, we would decide, well, okay, I hear that, I understand that. God said that what I speak will turn my life. So let me begin to speak other words. But listen, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. If we decide, okay, well, I'm going to stop saying this and say something else, it's not that easy. You see, you begin to pull down fruit, but you don't attack the root. And even from the root, we need to consider the seed that was sown. Are you with me? It goes a lot deeper than just pulling roots. Because for a little while, you can have one confession. But what's in you will come out regardless. We can pretend for a little while, but after a while, what's in us will come out. That's why they have people in the interrogation room. They just don't question them for two minutes and say, okay, and go. They have them folk in there for hours and hours and hours going over the same thing over and over and over and over again. You know, because what's in you, we can cover it up for a minute, but eventually it's going to come out. How do psychiatrists get to the root of a person's heart? Tell them to sit down and do what? Talk. Are you with me? So it's not so easy just to not saying this or, or declaring, I'm not going to say this anymore. I'm not going to say that anymore. All you're doing is pulling down the fruit off the tree. We've got to consider the roots and even the seed. Are you with me? Let's look at verse number six. It says, and the tongue is a fire. Say fire. fire. Now, fire is a consuming agent. You put it on anything or most anything, it's going to burn it up. Right? The tongue is a fire. Some of you know that I have a spouse. Okay, moving on. Won't go there. The tongue is a fire. A word of iniquity or sin. So is the tongue among other members. That it defileth the whole body. Do you see that? The whole body. And set it and setteth on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. It can be. It can also be set on fire for heaven. If you let it. Verse 7 says, now this is very key. The next three, three verses are very key. It says, for every beast, rather for every kind of beast, and of bird, and of serpent, and of things in the sea is tamed 
and hath been tamed of mankind. We can tame. They tame the dolphins. We call him blank, blank, faster than lightning. No one you see is mm-mm-mm-mm. They tame creatures in the sea. They train dogs. What are you saying, boy? He's in the shed. He needs what? They train the dogs to do that. Isn't that right? They train the birds to fly. Fly on your arm. We, we, man is trained beasts, right? From the big elephants to the, to the tiger. Man put his head in the mouth. That tiger's trained. That lion is trained, right? Right? We train. These are some wild animals. Even snakes, it says serpents, can be trained. You know, and all that stuff, and the snake comes up. Even they can be trained. The wildest of beasts can be trained. Somebody say, but. Say, but. Verse 8. But the tongue can no man tame. The tongue can no man tame. What does that mean? That means no matter how much you don't want to say it, you can't tame it. If it's in there, it's going to come out. If it's in your heart, and we'll look at the heart in a minute, if it's in your heart that you hate me, you can smile in my face all you want to and tell me you love me, but if it's in your heart, it's going to come out. That tongue is a loaded gun. And if, it's, if, if, if the bullet's in the chamber, it's going to fire. Guarantee. And remember, your life will move or, or will turn with the direction of your tongue. Are you with me? Interesting how God gave you and I the power to turn our own lives. Don't you know you can't even be saved without a confession? The Lord said if you would believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. What you say with your mouth, what you, what you allow your tongue to say, can either bless you or hurt you very bad. Some of us will agree that some things we should not have said yes to. Some things we said yes to are still hurting us today. Hallelujah. We say, I wish I didn't say this. I wish I didn't say that. I wish I didn't agree to that. The tongue. Are you with me? That's why we have to be, we have to discern or have some discretion about what goes into the heart that will eventually proceed out of the mouth. Let's finish reading. Verse 8 says again, but the tongue can no man tame. Say no man can tame it. It says, it is an unruly evil, full of deadly what? Full of deadly poison. And the terrible thing is that this can be used for good or it can be used for evil. The terrible thing is that a lot of a church goer, should I say, are using it as evil and are striking other church members with that tongue. Strike. 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 How many of you know that God is not pleased with that? 
Because the terrible thing is some of you struck this morning before you even before service even started. Why won't she talk to me? Why won't he talk to me? I don't understand him. I don't understand. They need to go. She thinks she cute what she wearing. He think he all that. <laughs> Grieving the spirit of God. Oh, I know I'm in the right hand. I know I'm in the right place. You're trumping your own self. On the other blessings of God are held up in the heavenlies because you won't agree with him because you keep on talking about other stuff. It's not that we're not talking. It's not that we're not releasing. It's not that we're not setting ourselves in agreement or with everybody else, but not with him. Oh, we're going to get there. I pray you're not in a hurry today. Verse 9 says, wherewith, now this is the sad part here. Wherewith, bless we God, even the Father. And wherewith, curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth, say same mouth. Out of the same mouth proceeds what? Blessings and what? And cursing. Let's read the next part together. Ready? Read. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. It ought not be. With the same mouth, we lift up and say, oh, Lord, I love you. In the same mouth, we say, I can't stand you. It ought not be. But see, it can't help but to be if there is mess in your heart. Go to Matthew 12. It ought not be. It ought not be. It ought not be. Hold your finger there in James. We'll get back there eventually. We'll put something there. James, the 12th chapter, verse 31. Matthew 12. Matthew 12. We're going to get delivered today. Verse 31. You see, because we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can actually grieve the Spirit of God by talking about each other. Instead of lifting each other up. Do you understand that? Do you understand that with the power of the tongue, many a church have been divided? Dissensions and factions because of the tongue. Cliques develop because of the tongue. You got some awesome power in your mouth. But we have to be, uh, we have to use discrimination. We have to be very discriminant as to what we allow in our hearts because what we allow in our hearts will come out of the mouth. The heart is like a volcano. And once it once it's filled up with something, you may try to hold it. No, it's going to release. And it's going to release that hot lava on whoever's standing in front of you. And most oftentimes, that hot lava goes and burns up those that you love the most. I can't get no talking here. It will erupt. What you let in your heart. Lord, we have to get there. Matthew 12, 
Matthew 12. Let's start at verse 31. We'll read just a little bit. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Now, it's interesting to note that what we call the unpardonable sin is not one man going to killing another man. It's not rape. It's not robbery. It's not fornication. It's not an adultery. But it's something that regards the little flappy thing that you hold in your mouth. Your tongue can set the course of your life, make you heaven boundward or hell boundward. Do you understand what we're saying today? Verse 33. It says, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. Verse 20, rather verse 34. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the what? Out of the what? Abundance of the heart, the mouth. Remember, you will speak out of abundance. Now, it does notice what it does not say. It does not say out of what's in your heart your mouth will speak. It says out of the abundance of your heart your mouth will speak. Out of what you are overflowing with. What is abundance? What is abundance? Abundance is that that is left over, we can say. You find the same word there, the same Greek word there. When the Lord was uh, multiplying the fishes and the loaves and they had 12 baskets or fragments left over, that was abundance, what was left over. You with me? When we're talking about a cup or a pitcher, we're pouring into it, pouring into it. It doesn't become abundance until it begins to overflow. It is what comes over and falls on the saucer that is abundance. We speak out of what falls in the saucer, not, what, not what's in the cup. Are you with me? The Lord said, my cup runneth what? My cup runneth over. We speak out of the overflow. We speak out of what's in the saucer, not what's in the cup. That's what comes out of your mouth. The abundance, the overflow, that, that springs out. Hallelujah. So, if we say, I got to stop saying, I got to stop saying all these bad and negative things. You see, that you haven't even dealt with the problem. Because if you're only speaking, and I believe Jesus, I believe that he is truth. I believe that he is the truth personified. I believe that he cannot lie. And I believe that he is way smarter than I am. He's a whole lot smarter than I am. I believe it. And if he says that we speak out of abundance, we speak out of the saucer, then that means if you say, well, I'm going to stop saying this. Listen, before... It hit the saucer. Your heart was already filling up with it. Before it hit the saucer, you got a whole cup full of stuff. You got a few drops in the saucer, but the whole cup is filled up. So we got to change what's in the cup. Only when we change what's in the cup can we stop the overflow of mess and start speaking out of some good things. 
So pulling down fruit and say, I'm going to stop doing this, I'm going to stop doing that. Remember, you can't tame your tongue no matter how hard you try. If the bullet's in the chamber of your tongue, your mouth, you will say it. So since we know that that process is automatic, you can't tame it. It's not like a dog. You can't tell your tongue, stay here, don't say anything. I'm not going to say anything. No, that tongue is going to break the chain and going to go get it. Are you with me? Hallelujah. If you didn't know, now you do know. Let's go on and read. It says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? How is it possible? It goes on. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his car, of his storehouse, of the factory. Good treasure of his what? A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth what? Good things. And and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bring forth what? Evil things. Verse 36. Listen, very key. We're beginning to close. Verse 36 says, But I say unto you that every idol, the word idol means to be worthless or barren, Every idle word or every worthless or barren word uh, that a man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Every idle word, every barren word. That tongue is so important. Obviously, for God to put that down there, it means something what we're saying. Hallelujah. Now, I love to jest. I love to joke in fun, too. But there are some things I can't jest about. Because jesting can be hurtful to people. And we'll give an account for that. White lies, you give an account for that. Whether the white lie, blue lie, green lie, pink lie, it's still a lie. No point trying to fix it up and calling it a white lie. Why, why fix it up? Oh, it's a pure lie. White is a symbol for purity. It's a pure lie. No, it's still a lie, and you and that lie are going to go straight to hell unless you get that stuff out of your mouth. Are you understanding me? You say, well, I didn't, I didn't, want, to, I didn't want to tell her. I didn't want to tell her that uh, her hair wasn't nice. Well, just keep it closed. Say, well, I'd rather not say it this time. Well, what do you think about my outfit? Well, it sure is an outfit, isn't it? What do you think about my hat? It's very unique. You understand? I don't have to lie. I don't have to. You with me? Oh, it's so beautiful in your face. Oh, it's so beautiful. I don't know where she picked that out from. That is the ugliest thing. Oh, hey, good to see you. Oh, you look so good. You're not helping nobody. Hallelujah. My Jesus. Let's go on. Verse 37. Let's read 37 together. Ready? Let's read. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Wow. Not by my actions, not by my gifts of love, but by my words. 
I'm either justified, in other words, reckoned righteous, or I'm condemned, doomed by that tongue. Now, so there's a lot of weight on that tongue, isn't it? And we know that tongue will only fire what comes out of the abundance of the heart. It's going to fire it. What's in there, what's in the volcano, it's going to come up and it's going to come out. Now, knowing that, here again, what a man would do on the surface is, is say, or a man or woman would just on the surface would say, well, i got to stop saying it. i got to stop saying it. You're not doing anything. You're trying to cap off the volcano. What's, what's, what's that going to do? What's that going to do? It's going to come out. All you're doing is building up more pressure. Every time you don't say them, mm, I'm not going to say it. Mm, 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 mm. You hold up, I'm not going to say it. Mm. And eventually you're gonna get big and big and big and big and woo, woo, woo. And eventually they do something real small. They left a little. They left a piece of paper on the floor, and you, you look at it and oh, I don't know why you don't clear your room. You did it. You did it. You did it. They say what? I was only it's only a piece of paper. I just a small piece of paper, and we just unloaded. Boom. What was meant maybe to be handled with a maybe maybe it was a BB gun mistake. We have now turned it into World War 16 because of what was hidden there in the heart. It was boiling, 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 and you cannot contain it. So the only recourse that we have of getting our foot out of our mouth is checking up about what's in our heart. Let's go to one more for today. This is powerful. This is good stuff, isn't it? Let's go to two. Proverbs 18. Let me get you that scripture right quick. We're going to stay in Proverbs. We're going to finish this up on next time, the Lord willing. Proverbs 18. We've, we've talked about this. I want you to see it in scripture for yourself. Proverbs 18. When you get it, say amen. Proverbs 18:21. Let's read this together. Ready? Let's read. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Does it say death and life are in the power of what you do? Of how you look? In the type of church you go to? It's in the power of your tongue. Well, what does your tongue speak? Uh, where does it get the words from? The overflow of your heart. So by the ingredients of your heart, if your heart is filled with doom, gloom, agony, despair, negative things, that's exactly what's going to come out of your mouth. And what comes out your mouth, just like the rudder of the boat or the bit in the horse's mouth, would turn your life in that direction. It's a law. Now, I can dispute the law of gravity all I want to. I can stand here at the edge, edge's platform and say, I defy the law of gravity. I defy the law of gravity. I def-. But guess what will happen when I move a little bit closer to the edge? I'm going to fall. Now, I don't feel like doing it, so I'm not going to do that right now. I think we all get the point. Once some things are set in motion, they're set in motion. Hallelujah. But we're catching it now, trying to 
dig up all those old plants that are growing up. The only way we can avert this thing is by filling our heart with other things, with good things, because a good man out of the good treasure of his heart will speak good things. Last one. Proverbs 4. Same book. Same book. Is anybody getting anything out of this today? Proverbs 4. I love the word of the Lord. Proverbs 4, verse number 23. Make a note of it. It says, keep, are y'all there? It says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The word keep means to guard. Guard your heart with all diligence. Be an armed guard around your heart. Are you with me? Because out of it are the issues of your life. Or out of it flows the courses of your life. Let me read to you the same verse. I love it in some other translations. Uh, the NIV, it reads, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. It is the wellspring, not of my life, of your life. The one that is speaking. You say, well, I don't like my life. I can't stand what, what I've become. You've spoken it. Well, it's the man trying to hold me down. It's the man. It's the man. It's because of the color of my skin. Because where I grew up. If I grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth, I'd be this, I'd be that. No, because of that little bitty flappy piece of meat in your mouth. That has determined that has determined the course of your life. Are you with me? Goes on to say in the NIV. Put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. And we'll stop here. I want you to hear as well how it reads out of the um, Message Bible. It's it says, stop speaking out of both sides of your mouth. I love that. Why are you speaking out of both sides of your mouth? You got to monitor what goes in your heart. It's not a good idea always to watch all the kind of stuff on television. Because that stuff goes into your heart. You hear it, meditate on it, oh, it's gone. And see, it's easy to get it in there, but it's hard to get it out. There are some images that we see, some images that we see, hard to get rid of. Some words that we hear, hard to get rid of. Especially if they're spoken at the right person at the right time. can be extremely destructive or can be extremely encouraging. The right person at the wrong time can cause you a life of agony. Speaking of word, can cause you a life of agony. Months of therapy, many times at the altar being delivered, or the right word, the right time can cause you to be catapulted into your destiny in God. I pray that you will monitor what goes in your heart. Don't look at what comes out your mouth because that's not the issue. The mouth is just an indicator of what's in your heart. If I want to find out what's in your heart, all I got to do is listen to what you say. 
Because you speak out of the abundance of what's in your heart. Are you with me? I pray you receive the word of God today. We're done. Friends, I know you have been truly blessed by this presentation brought to you by the Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center Media Ministry. Remember, if you are looking for a church home, we would be glad to have you each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center is located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. For more information, give us a call at 770-537-1933 or visit us on the web at www.kingdomrock.org.